Hi, thanks for joining us for our premier uh, broadcast of uh, our Toddcast, or uh, I guess Tuesday with Todd might be a better name, but uh, those of you who don't know me, I'm a father um, of seven beautiful children, grandfather of five, uh, husband of one wife for 35 years, uh, son of the Most High God, and I enjoy uh, the Lord more today than I did the first day I got saved some 26 years ago. I'm uh, happy and blessed to share a word with you, and um, I pray that God would open your hearts to receive. And uh, this is, again, the premier broadcast, so there'll be many more to come. I just want to lay a foundation of what we might be talking about in the future. Um, um, but that's just open to what the Lord um, gives us, gives my heart, puts on my heart to share. So um, I think I want to share things about the kingdom, the kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light. I think fundamentally there is a war of kingdoms. And if we could um, recognize that, I think it would be uh, easier for us to combat in, in those areas. And those who uh, come to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you have a new king. And that king is a, a king who loves you, and he's a father, and he treats you like a son. Uh, the kingdom of darkness, on the other hand, uh, has servants, and those servants are there at his whim to use, manipulate, and cause those uh, things to happen in you to benefit his will. Uh, a kingdom just means the governing influence of a king. Um, there's kingdoms everywhere, and we've, we've got to recognize them. You know, even when you drive down um, the street in your town, your little town or your big city, if you come to a stop sign, that stop sign was erected by the dominion or the governing power in that town. So uh, it might be a mayor or it might be a city council or something other, uh, but those are a kingdom. That's a dominion. There's a set of rules in place for the people to follow. Um, in the kingdom of light, uh, Jesus being our king, uh, he's asked us to have dominion over this land, which is his territory that he's given us. He's asked us to impact it, change it. He's asked us to fill it with his purpose, his intent, and his will. He's asked us to bring love everywhere we go. He's asked us to operate in our spirits and not in our flesh. He's asked us to be joint heirs with him, co-heirs in the kingdom, and to bear fruit. And that fruit would be fruit of the kingdom, not just uh, the fruit of Galatians chapter 5, where it speaks of love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. He wants us to bring and bear fruit of having children of God, bringing people to him, to Christ, bringing others and discipling them in Christ. So because his heart is first a father above all things, of course, he's looking for sons and daughters. So um, that's what he's called us to do. The kingdom of darkness versus the kingdom of light are uh, diametrically opposed to one another. Um, and sometimes we just need a reminder to recognize what's happening and what's operating. So I want to do a compare and contrast for you. The kingdom of darkness has a master. Uh, the kingdom of light has a father. So the kingdom of darkness has slaves um, who work for the benefit of 
the master. All the things that he tricks them into doing, they think they're enjoying life or we think we're enjoying sin or whatever that looks like. Uh, but the truth is, it's for his benefit. It actually benefits him um, as opposed to the kingdom of light where we have a father and we're sons and daughters and we're children of God. And, and uh, the benefits of the father go down to the children. He's blessing us and he's pouring those things down. What Jesus did on the cross benefited us. Whereas we didn't pay uh, with our lives on the cross, he did. And he really given us such great life and life more abundantly, such joy. He, uh, he's, he's blessed us with the benefits um, uh, of cross. He, he's a father first, so he's got a covenant relationship with us. He's made a vow of the new covenant with a cup of his own very own blood. He's made a vow that he was going to continue to bless us until he sees us again in heaven. Uh, we're joint heirs with him in freedom. We have liberty and we're no longer bound and held hostage in bondage. But in the kingdom of dark, the master of the kingdom of darkness is a liar first. And he lies, deceives, he steals, he destroys. Um, and his whole, uh, his benefit package is to benefit him. He wants to uh, manipulate you um, and hopefully bring more people into the kingdom of darkness. Um, he's a situational uh, master. Uh, he doesn't have a covenant relationship. He doesn't agree. He's not uh, in this thing with you uh, till the end. He's in this with you till he gets what he wants out of you. His relationship is based on rewards. And in the kingdom of darkness, all relationships are based on rewards. And sometimes you have to be careful because a lot of times we don't have deep, intimate relationships uh, in life because we're still operating in the kingdom of of darkness. Uh, our relationships are based on what's in it for me. What can you give me? Well, as long as I'm being blessed in this relationship, I'll stay in the relationship. But as soon as the relationship is no longer a blessing, then I'll cut it off. But in the kingdom of light, we have covenant relationships, and those relationships last for eternity. We're supposed to be in relationship with one another um, forever. In marriage, it's one of the greatest examples of a covenant relationship. It's supposed to be uh, one man, one woman, till death do us part. And we get in that arrangement, and that arrangement is not breakable. And unfortunately, we've seen so many marriages end in divorce and end in um, uh, the challenges of even remarriage and raising up second uh, families and um, and you know there's no conviction if that's happened ask for forgiveness ask the Lord to bless you but in all reality our relationships are supposed to be forever they're supposed to be immersed in coveted relationship covenant relationship a relationship that doesn't end when we get married we get married for good and um, I, I've seen, you know, over the years of counseling couples, I've seen the number one reason for divorce is always the same thing. It's selfishness. Somebody wants something that they aren't getting or think they're entitled to something. And unfortunately, that ends up being the kingdom of darkness. Uh, it's a selfish way to enter into any relationship business relationships. Uh, you, I see two entrepreneurs and they're in, t in business together, um, but they stay in business as long as they bless one another. But as soon as that changes, somehow the relationship uh, can end. 
Um, but, you know, a lot of times when you enter into a financial uh, relationship or business relationship with somebody, it's supposed to be eternal. It should last beyond uh, the emotional uh, uh, changes or the struggles or the difficulties of life. You know, um, I think that right now we see um, the challenges of um, political parties or politicians and um, you know, I just don't think that we know how to invest in relationships long term. So one of the things about being in the kingdom of darkness is that <clears throat> time becomes uh, of the essence. Time is always of the essence. If, if you talk to young people, as a matter of fact, uh, things they want is they want it now, right away. And I mean, I was uh, in that same position. I mean, I couldn't sit by sit by the microwave and uh, wonder why it's taking so long to heat up a cup of coffee um, and, and I would, I'd complain that it was taking too long and, uh, but when you're younger you tend to uh, not see the bigger picture in the kingdom of light we have eternity and therefore we're not bound by a small piece of time we tend to be able to look at the bigger picture we get to experience and see hopefully what God sees and therefore um, we're able and capable to withstand the small momentary jars in an economy or in a relationship or in emotions. Uh, the thing about the kingdom of darkness is um, it's the, the, the enemy's filled with pride. And he's trying to fill people with pride and arrogance. And the problem with pride is that um, pride says that you're smarter than you are. You think you're smarter than you are. Uh, pride prevents you from being teachable. It, makes you easily offended, um, you think uh, you're entitled to things, so the enemy puts that in people and they can't really receive the things that they are supposed to receive, and of course in the kingdom of light, the scripture says God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble, so God's calling us to be humble, which means not to think greater than we should about ourselves, we're supposed to really just know that uh, we're thinking of, of others better. Um, uh, when we have a, um, a humility about us, we're capable of being teachable. We're not stuck in our ways or thinking that we know everything or we know best. We really are capable of listening and hearing, and, and the Spirit of God wants to come and, and, and build inside of us certain things and if we're proud we'll resist that and won't let it and and pride and stubbornness uh is akin to witchcraft it's actually saying that we're lord over our lives and nobody can change that as a matter of fact you'll hear adults say things like um well you know no one's going to tell me what to do or uh you know I, I'm, I'm smart enough to handle that on my own i don't need to go ask for help i mean you know the joke about a husband and wife in the car you know and the wife says why don't you ask for directions and i'm not lost i don't need any directions and you know two hours later maybe they'll get to the destiny or maybe they'll be in an argument and head home or, you know really pride's just an ugly ugly thing um the thing about the kingdom though is the king is looking for his people his citizens or his children to express his culture and reflect his nature in his kingdom. So if we're not humble, we can't learn what the Lord has for us. So in the kingdom of uh, darkness, um, you know, pride and rebellion go hand in hand. So 
uh, if God tells you to do something, it's hard to do it when uh, you think you're smarter or you you know you question God, you question what He wants, or you question God's people. Because oftentimes God will give you a word or encourage you or share something with through a minister or somebody who uh, knows the Lord or has heard something and prayed for you, and and you'll be offended instead of being teachable. Um, so uh, one of the things I want to also say about the kingdom of light is in the beginning when God created Adam and Eve, he told them to reproduce, multiply, and have dominion over the land. He gave them permission to have control or authority over, over the garden. He also told them that multiplication was the key to their success in doing that. So when we talk about economies in the kingdom, uh, economies in the kingdom of light, the economy should be multiplication. It's it's not good enough that you have just enough. And um, I know many people speak against the quote name it and claim it, or against the uh, the preaching or the the money preachers or the rich preachers. But I do want to share some fundamentals. When Jesus began to teach uh, about the talents. Took the talent from the uh, an individual who stuck his talent in the ground, and he he said to the master, "Here is your uh, talent which you had given me. I saved it. I reserved it. I didn't lose it. It's here for you." And Jesus actually said, "The master said, hey, get away from me, you slothful servant! You should have put the money in the bank and at least given me interest for it." So. Jesus is saying, sometimes it's not good enough, most time it's not good enough that you have just enough or that you have reserved or saved or taken care of uh, the little that you have. Being faithful is important, but what God is looking for is multiplication. If you take the small bit you have and put it in the bank and made the small interest, God would have been much more happy because there's a multiplication that happens. There's a reproduction, and God's looking for not just reproduction in your finances, but he's looking for reproduction in your life. He's looking for you to raise up disciples of Jesus in your biological children first, and then your spiritual children second. He's looking for you to put and impart and implant them the culture of the kingdom so that they can go and make children of Jesus as well. Um, in the kingdom of darkness, we see the converse of that. We see that abortion and death is part of the kingdom of darkness, where the enemy is looking to destroy the future generations, destroy the life to come. Uh, there's uh, death, there's constant despair or taking away or destroying uh, the economies of scale or the money. Um, you know, markets are always constantly up or down or changing. And uh, one of the things that I have try to teach people over the years is that you should invest in things that generate revenue for the future, but things that are tangible, uh, not just paper and not just in a market somewhere, but, uh, you know, I, I invest in real estate and I invest in um, REITs, real estate trusts, and they generate revenue for the future. And you don't need a lot of money to do that. It's just, you know, it's like putting that, that talent in the bank and letting the banker create some uh, wealth for you. So the kingdom of darkness operates in sin and sickness and death. And the kingdom of light is in obedient health, life, wellness. Um, the kingdom of darkness is always uh, looking for opportunities to rob from you. 
um, the kingdom of light is always looking for opportunities to bless you. Father's always trying to bless you. Um, the kingdom of darkness operates as in a victim mentality. We're always feeling like a victim. Uh, in the garden, the very uh, act of sin happened because uh, the enemy convinced Eve that God was holding something back from her. Uh, he, he told her that, you know, God knows that when you eat of the fruit of this tree, you'll be just like him, knowing good and evil. Um, and the question really begs if she didn't already know everything God knew. They were created in his likeness and his image. Uh, they probably had everything God already had, but the enemy put enough doubt inside of her. And how he did it was he said that God was holding something back or God was being a bully or God was um, being mean to her and not allowing her to have something. And of course, making Eve feel like a victim. And that's the issue with all of us. When we're in the kingdom of darkness and the enemy comes, we feel like we're a victim. We feel like we're not uh, responsible for our behavior, what's happening to us, that somebody else is taking advantage of us or somebody else um, is bullying us. And uh, in the kingdom of light, the opposite is true. We're not victims. We're victors. We're victorious. We're able to overcome every situation. I mean, God has given us the answer. He is our rear guard. He is our shield, our butler. God, but God, God has given us the, the ability to have his mind, to seek his will. Um, we're supposed to pray for the mind of Christ. We're supposed to uh, be dwelling and living and having our being in heavenly places where Christ is seated. We're supposed to um, not seek our own will, but seek the will of God. We're not supposed to lean on our own understandings, but in all our ways acknowledge God and he'll direct our paths. So there is a uh, victory comes at the expense of self. You have to decide, I'm going to believe God and not going to believe the enemy. Uh, we also, in the kingdom of light, uh, take personal responsibility. We don't, uh, we don't blame anybody else for the difficulties of our life or the challenges of our life or uh, the fact that we don't have something. We wake up daily and start anew. We seek the Lord afresh and, and ask the Lord, what is it that he has for us today? And, and um, if we failed yesterday or we didn't succeed yesterday, today's a new day and today's a great day to start again. Um, in the kingdom of darkness, we live in fear and despair and anger and hate because our flesh is constantly crying out. Our, our flesh wants to survive and live and, and uh, sustain itself. And we, uh, when problems come, we do fight or flight mode. And our, you know, our flesh just wants to live. And in the kingdom of light, our flesh died on the cross with Jesus so that the God, man, Jesus can live inside of us. And, that, and then we live by faith. We don't live by what we see. We don't make a covenant by the things we see. We make a covenant by faith, by the things that we hear God say, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So therefore, in our lives, we listen. We tend to listen. We have faith in the substance of things hoped for. We have hope. Not a hope that despairs, not a hope uh, uh, that we name it and claim it and we hope for it and, and you never accomplish anything, but a hope that does not despair. We hope in Christ and we hope in the Word of God and we hang on to the Word of God. And if God said He'll meet our needs according to His riches and glory, that's the Word, and we hang on to that Word. If uh, the Word says that we were healed by the blood and the uh, 
and we were healed by the stripes or the beatings on Jesus's back, then we're healed by that. And we have to hang on to that. And we can't make our, uh, our mind, uh, uh, we can't make our mind covenant with the things that we see. We have to make our mind covenant with the things we hear from the Lord. Um, because we're not living in the flesh. We're living in the spirit. We're inside out people. We're no longer using the five senses on the outside to determine and see what is going on in the world. We're using the, the senses on the inside, the spiritual senses to hear, the spirit to see, the spirit to know and touch and taste and taste and see that the Lord is good as a spiritual thing. And, and we're letting the spirit of God on the inside of us really determine and, and resonate and experience the life on the outside instead of the other way around. And because of that, in the kingdom of darkness, we end up experiencing lack because we've got anger, hate, frustration. We're always holding on to things instead of releasing things. Uh, we never sow and plant for the future. We don't plan for the future. We're hoarders. We tend to hang on so tight and never let go of things. Um, that lack becomes the day-to-day. -day. But in the kingdom of light, abundance is what God has promised for us because we're free. We're free to sow and give. We're free to plant seed. We're free to go and try a new endeavor, to try a new um, a job or business. We're free to ask. We're not afraid to ask for uh, a business. I, I shared recently that I, I've been in in several different businesses of my life, but I've I've asked times for businesses when I had no money to put into the business, but I asked, and it turned out I was able to buy businesses with no money down. Um, but that's because I was free to ask. I wasn't bound by fear or doubt or trepidation or victimhood. I was able to overcome all of those things because I'm living from the inside out. I'm letting the kingdom of God resonate and rise up inside of me. I feel like a child of God. And because I feel like a child of God, I feel like God would do anything for me. And he would help me in the most difficult of situations. I feel like I'm free. I have real freedom. I'm not... Uh, pretending to be free. I mean, in the kingdom of darkness, there's a lot of pretend because it's the, the kingdom of lies. The lies permeate everywhere. So people pretend to be free or they pretend to be this or that or the other thing. But in the kingdom of light, we are free. So you don't have to pretend to be anything. You just get to be who God's created you to be. Amen. We, we don't have the contentiousness in the darkness. Um, uh, you don't have to agree with everything everybody says. Um, sometimes you, you need to tell them the truth, but sometimes you just need to smile and let them, you know, believe what they believe and you believe what you believe. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to feel accepted by everybody. You don't need to be a man pleaser. That means to be, um, make everybody agree with you or accept you or think that you're great or give you an attaboy, a pat on the back. That's the kingdom of darkness because you feel like a victim. Therefore, you need people to appreciate you. But in the kingdom of light, God's already appreciated you. You're accepted. You're strong. You're capable. You're able. And I just want to encourage you with this um, Tuesdays with Todd uh, vlogcast. I want you to be encouraged that you live in a kingdom where the king loves you and he's a father to you and all his will, his purpose and intent should be fulfilled in your life. 
Um, until next time, this is Todd Cawthon reminding you that Jesus loves you, and we love you too. We're praying for you. Make some comments on the Facebook page. Um, we have a YouTube uh, channel also where we're going to be storing all of these videos and many other videos as well. So check out our Facebook page. Check out the YouTube page. It'll all be linked here below. God loves you. I love you. Peace be still.